Yo, yo, what's going on? Good people, today is Monday, January 16, 2023. Time is 10.47 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge. Episode number 147 of The Bridge. We're going to have a big round down, big Chris, King Chris. It's all the same here, bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about. Mainly for me, sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level, things that we talk about. Uh, i got a packed show for you to get into today. Uh, we got some sports uh, updates. we got some NBA scores. Of course, we got some um, war in Ukraine updates. The mudslides that continue to slam uh, California due to the heavy rain and flooding. Another well washed up on the beach in New Jersey. Uh, congrats to all the Golden, uh, Golden Globe winners. Uh, Meek Mill being pardoned by the governor of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Georgia back-to-back, um, back-to-back champions and dominating over TCU. Um, DeMar Hamlin being released. Uh, more, uh, a lot of things going on in President Biden's house for him and the First Lady, as well as other things that we're going to get into today. First of all, before I get into the show, I'm going to say happy MLK Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone across this nation, across this, across this world. Martin Luther King. What he stood for, what he represented, was not only for black people, but for all of humanity all over the world. Peace, equality, and, and civil rights for everyone. He stood for, he stood for major things in this country. It's been, it will be 55 years in April since he was, since he was assassinated and taken from this earth. Um, but what he stood for, his words, they live on, they echo in our hearts, they echo in our heads and in our minds. And what he stood for, and just thank you, Dr. King, his beautiful wife, Coretta Scott King, and the entire King family for what they stood for and what they meant for people across this world. So thank you, thank you, sir, thank you. All right, let's get into some um, let's get into some um, war in Ukraine updates as of right now. Um, it says here the U.S. has given more than a hundred billion dollars to the Ukraine war since it began in February of last year. It's hard to believe that we're almost up on. February, it'll be a year since this war began. I saw footage of an airstrike um, by Russia that killed more than a dozen people. And you see a child who was out there helping clean up the debris. It was just, it was heartbreaking. It was something that you should never see in a situation like that. But war has a tendency to, it, it affects everyone. It affects children. It affects elderly people. It affects everyone in between. It affects those who are not even in the war nothing to do with the war, but the fact that you have a child out there helping try to clean up the debris and try to make sure try to help things out there is just sad. And my prayers and my thoughts definitely go out to the people in Ukraine as well as the innocent people of Russia who have nothing to do with this war, who don't want anything to do with Putin, but they're in the middle of it. So it's just heartbreaking, man. It's just it's just sad all the way around. And a hundred billion dollars. And like I said, I keep saying it. I've been saying it that the you know um, it's pretty much seems like Ukraine has an open checkbook because a hundred billion dollars and counting because they're not only getting assistance from the United States but they're getting assistance from other NATO nations around the world. So I give it to Ukraine. They're not backing down. They are not backing down. They are not backing down. So like I said, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the people of Ukraine and the innocent people of Russia who don't want anything to do with this war, but because they're citizens over there, they have to deal with it as well. Uh, let me get into some COVID numbers real quick. Um, there are still here in the United States 101 million cases of COVID, 1.1 million, 1.1 million people plus have died as a result of COVID. Uh, we go 
those numbers again, 101 million cases of COVID still here in the United States. 1.1 million plus people have died as a result of COVID. The total people who have been fully vaccinated is at uh, 68%. And I believe the total of people who have been um, given a booster shot was over at almost 40%. People, please still go get your cold. Go get vaccinated. Go get your booster shot as soon as you are eligible. Do not take this lightly. Do not take this for laying down. Go get your shots as soon as you are eligible to do so because this COVID is not going anywhere. We've been dealing with it almost four years now here in the United States. It's hard to believe, but I believe in August or September of this year will make the first since the first case of COVID has happened here in the United States. So people don't get your shots, don't get your booster shot as soon as you are eligible. Thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people in Selma, Alabama, in Georgia, and other parts of the South that were hit hard last week by a tornado that caused major damages. I believe at least seven people died as a result of those storms down there. And 100 plus people were left without power. So, definitely, my thoughts and prayers are going out to the people in the South. I grew up in Mississippi, so trust me, I know how damaging those thunderstorms and hurricanes and tornadoes can be. Uh, California is continuing to get slammed. Uh, heavy rain is just one of those states where they either don't get enough rain or they get entirely too much. Mudslides continue to happen. California has been getting um, um, it's well over 50 inches of rain within the last two to three weeks. They have been hit mudslides after mudslides after mudslides. Um, saw the news, I believe it was a five or six year old boy who was washed away in one of those mudslides, and they still have not found his body as of yet. Uh, Oprah Winfrey and the other, other celebrities' homes were damaged, and I believe they were forced to evacuate much of California. One of the places there. It's, it's, it's you're either going through a drought or you're getting hit with um you're getting hit with monumental floods. You're dealing with wildfires, you're dealing with earthquakes. California is one of those states, man. You just never know what natural disaster is going to hit you with. You're dealing with mudslides, you're dealing with floods, you're dealing with earthquakes, you're dealing with how you're dealing with wildfires. It's just it's just one of those. Like I said, my thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people who don't have insurance, to the people who don't have adequate resources in order to evacuate or to get away. I am hoping and praying that that family will find their child. Hopefully they find him alive. But at this point, it's been days since he was washed away in that mudslide. So it's just it's one of those situations you know that you have to prepare for the worst. And that's sad. And oh, that's just, it's, it's a sad situation, man. No, no family should have to go through that. No family should have to go through that tragedy. But I'm just hoping if they don't find him alive, they at least find the body and able to memorialize him and have a funeral for him so they can mourn and try to grieve as, as best as possible because this is a tragedy all the way around. So my thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people in the South dealing with the tornadoes in Alabama and Georgia and the people in California because I have a brother and I have a grandfather that live in California. So the people out there who are just dealing with natural disasters who are getting bombarded with all the rain, like I said, they're going to get too much if they don't get enough. So there's never a happy balance. Also, another uh, situation where you have a whale, another whale washed up on the beach, and I believe this time in Bringington, uh, New Jersey. I don't know if this is going on in the water. I don't know if it's because of the natural disasters that are happening, but you have another dead whale that turns up on the beach in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's something, yeah, I don't know if marine, marineologists or people who 
study the ocean or study the water. Something's going on, and especially in this part of the I live in Philadelphia, which is not too far from Jersey. It's only like an hour drive. So something going on in this water up here because rarely do you have a well wind up dead laying on the beach. And now you have two in a matter of less than two weeks. Something ain't right. Something's not right. And it's just we need to find out what's going on because that does that just doesn't happen. You don't see that. You don't that's that's a natural phenomenon that just doesn't happen. You don't especially in the same area. I can see if it was sporadic, like maybe you have one in California or Florida, but two in the same lo- near the same location in a matter of two weeks. Just saying. Uh, congrats to all the Golden Globe winners. Uh, about uh, Abbott Elementary pretty much took over the uh, Golden Globes. Uh, Angela Bassett, I believe she won uh, for Best Supporting Actress in the um, in the Black Panther, she gave a riveting, she gave a very thoughtful and powerful speech, um, especially on her part when she was giving about Chadwick Boseman and just working with him. So congratulations to her. Eddie Murphy, believe me, won the Long Lifetime Achievement Award for Golden Globe. And of course, Eddie being Eddie, he had to, he, he had to, put, he had to bring some levity to it. He had to bring some um, humor to it. Basically saying that there's three things that help him be successful was Minding my business and keeping Will Smith's name out of your effing mouth. But we all know what that was about. But um, congratulations to all those who won during the Golden Globes um, last week. Um, LeBron James, congratulations to him. Uh, 38,000 points. He is the only player ever in NBA history to score 38,000 points. As of right now, I believe he's less than 300 points away from passing. The great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for all-time scoring during the regular season. He's already leader in all-time scoring if you combine regular season and playoffs and finals. But that record of regular season scoring that has stood since 1989, which is the last time Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the NBA, which is over 40, almost 40 years ago. So uh, which is over 35, almost 35 years ago. But he's the second player ever to score 38,000 points. The fact that he is in year 20 and still playing at an all-time level, he is still playing like he did in year one, year two. So it's just amazing how he has taken his game and kept his game and sustained his game. More importantly, the way he takes care of himself during the offseason, his training, his, his what he eats, what he, how he exercises, the money he spends on getting his body ready for the rigorous NBA season, and like I said, the man is 38 years old and year 20 and still playing at a level like he did his first 5, 10, 15 years in the league. It's amazing. It's incredible. Probably, I don't know if he's going to get him by the all-star break, but I would safe to say he will probably get Kareem's record before the regular season is over with because it's inevitable because he's playing at a very high level and he's that's pretty much he's shooting for that, and he's definitely going to get it, so congratulations to LeBron on getting that record. I'm getting to 38,000 points, and soon he's going to pass for me. Um, Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania, state that I, res- that I reside in, he has pardoned Meek Mill of drug and weapons charges that stem all the way back from 2008. Um, these, if you know Meek Mill, you know his situation as far as uh, probation, things that he was facing, the had to go back to jail, things that would have tried to derail his career, but they didn't. Um, 
simply the, the, the probation laws here in the state of Pennsylvania are some of the strictest laws in this country. And the fact that simple things like riding a, a dirt or riding an ATV or what's caused him to go back to prison and almost derail his career and postpone it, but it didn't derail it. And it's just crazy how, especially since this man, he, he said it himself that luckily he has had, he's in a position where he has a, he has a name, he has a voice, he has the resources, he has the power in order to fight these things. But you think about all the dozens, hundreds, if not thousands or millions of men in the state of Pennsylvania, especially men of color, who don't have the resources, who don't have the lawyers, who don't have the money to fight things like that, and they're just sitting in prison for, if, 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 if they did violate parole, it's something simple as riding an ATV and you're coming at them like they're convicted, like they're, um, like they're felons. And so some of these laws, they, they are they're definitely uh, trying to uh, correct them and change them, change them as much as they, much as they possibly can. But the fact that sometimes, man, me, man, me said it, maybe I was put in this position in order for me to be in this position in order to change things. Because the average person who's walking around on the street who's facing these same probation laws, they can't fix, they can't do anything about it. They just have to sit there and suffer through it and, 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 and suffer and take years away from their life. But me said, in my, in my position, me being the person that I am and the resources and the name that I have for myself, Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm the one that can step up and fight this and try to uh, correct this situation. So shout out to uh, shout out to um, Governor Wolf for pardoning me, Neil, and getting that off of his record. And so with that, and because being exonerated and getting those things off your record and being pardoned, yes, it, it, it matters, it counts, because that's your name. At the end of the day, all you have is your name and your word. So having those things off your record and being able to move forward is something that is, 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 is very important, very necessary, and very much needed. Also, I want to say, um, jump into some sports real quick. I want to say congratulations to the University of Georgia Bulldogs. Back-to-back national champs. Thoroughly dominated TCU last week in the national championship game. 65 to 7. It, it, it was over before halftime. It was just a complete domination. Georgia dominated that game in every aspect of the game. It was never in doubt. It was never close. And all hell to the state to the Bulldogs because they showed up. They showed out. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, he should be, I believe he was named the most valuable player of the game. He had over 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. He should never have. He probably should never have to pay for another meal in the state of Georgia ever again. And so, Georgia is the top dog. They're the first team to win back-to-back national championships since I believe Alabama did it back in 2011-2012, so over a decade ago. So, um, congratulations to them. On a somber note, they had a player, an offensive lineman, um, during I believe after the, their championship parade, he was involved in a car accident and it tragically took his life. Some other people were in the car. They are in stable condition. So it's just one of those things where you're celebrating a um, a major accomplishment, a major milestone in winning the Challenge National Championship. And you really can't even thoroughly celebrate it because now your team is in mourning because of a tragedy. So 
my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him um, and everyone that was in that car accident. So, very tragic situation. Like I said, you can be, you, you barely even, you, don't, you can't even celebrate it because now you have to get ready for morning and every one of your team is to rest. So, such is life, man. You just can't, you just never know. You just never know. But uh, anyway, let me get into some playoff scores. Um, got some NFL wild card action that took place over the weekend. January 14th, San Francisco 49ers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 41-23. Brock Purdy, he, he, he is no longer Mr. Irrelevant. He is no longer, he, that name should be retired and never used. But it's about him ever again because in his very first playoff game, he threw for 300 yards and threw for, I believe, two or three touchdowns. So he has came in, did his job, and led the San Francisco 49ers to a wild card victory over the division rival Seattle Seahawks, and they will move on to the next round. The game of that day was Jacksonville Jaguars against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers, they were up 27-0. And the game seemed like it was over. Trevor Lawrence had threw like four interceptions, I believe, in the first half. It seemed like it was over. The crowd had gone quiet, and it seemed like they were they were they were going home, and it was going to be an ugly fashion. But credit to Doug Peterson, credit to Trevor Lawrence, because they didn't waver, they did not quit, they did not tuck their tails, they fought hard and came back. Trevor Lawrence, like I said, threw four interceptions, and for him to not even blink, to not even hang his head down, he came back and said, "You know what? It's over. It's done with. I'm going to come back and." to lead that team, and they went on a last-second field goal to win by one point and to move on. It's a credit to them, but it's also, you have to look at the Los Angeles Chargers like ultimate collapse, because in order, to have the, in order for them to be a great comeback, some team has to collapse. And the Chargers, they collapsed and collapsed hugely. Uh, I don't see how that head coach who has had some, who has some bonehead plays in the past I don't see how he maintains his job. I believe Sean Payton has been linked to that team as far as interviewing, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, Chargers fans—they probably—they are sick to this day. They're still sick. Uh, Sunday action, uh, very good game between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills win that, thirty-four to thirty-one. Uh, Shocker of the day, the New York Giants went to Minnesota and beat the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. Daniel Jones had the game of his life. Danny Dimes, he delivered. I believe he was the first quarterback ever in NFL history to throw for 300 yards, two-plus touchdowns, no interceptions, and rush for 50. I believe he rushed for 70 yards and got first downs on pretty much every time he ran the ball. Saquon Barkley was a beast. He had two touchdowns rushing. I believe he had close to over 100 yards total in offense. So the Giants went up to Minnesota and still a playoff victory away from the Minnesota Vikings. It's one of those things that everybody's been saying. Is this just who Kirk Cousins is? He'll get you numbers. He'll look good during the regular season. But when it comes down to the, when it comes down to it, to win a big game, instead of him throwing it, you only needed eight. You needed eight yards to get a first down. Why are you throwing a three-yard check down? You needed eight yards to get a first down. I don't care if you have if you're trying to throw it up to one of those uh, your other receivers. They may have been double or triple covered. At least you're trying to get a first down to continue to drive. You're throwing a three-yard check down and hoping 
that your God makes another God miss when he's listening one inch away from him. That's not going to happen. So, anyway, Giants move on. And in the nightcap, Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Baltimore Ravens 24-17. The play of the game, Huntley for the quarterback for the Ravens was down at the one-yard line trying to extend the ball over the yard line. Game up short. One of the defenders from the Bengals knocked it out. And then Hubbard, the defensive lineman, was right there to to have his, the ball placed right in his hands. And he ran the other way 98 yards. <laughs> 98 yards fumble recovery for the touchdown, and that was the play that sealed the game for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they are moving on. So, and of course, the nice game, my Dallas Cowboys are in Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Game starts at 8.15. Looking forward to that. Uh, Watching first take like I am this morning. Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin are down there in Tampa just, just, just getting the crowd riled up and, um, We'll see what happens. But uh, Tom Brady, as, as we all know, he has never lost. He has never lost to the um, Dallas Cowboys. So, Dak, it's on you, man. It's on you. Because uh, Tom Brady is going to do what he's going to do. So, you know what he is. Dak, it's, it's on you, man. Turnovers, production, standing back in the pocket, doing what you need to do. Cowboys are only going to go as far as Dak's going to take them. So that's just my humble opinion. Anyway, let's get into some NBA scores from yesterday. Uh, Sacramento Kings defeated my San Antonio Spurs 132-119. to uh, New York Knicks defeated the uh, Detroit Pistons 117-104. to Los Angeles Clippers defeated the Houston Rockets 121-100. to Chicago Bulls defeated the um, Golden State Warriors 132-118. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the Brooklyn Nets 112-102. Denver Nuggets defeated the Orlando Magic 119-116. Portland Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers defeated the Dallas Mavericks 140-123. And in a tight game, the Philadelphia 76ers defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 113-112. All right, other things I wanted to get into. Oh, yeah. Lamar Hamlin, he was released from the hospital, and he is at home resting and healing. So, Jeff, definitely want to say the power of prayer and the incredible um, medical personnel at the University of Cincinnati and the people at the um, hospital in Buffalo to um, helping him heal, recuperate, rest, and doing all those things. So he, he has a long road ahead of him, but the fact that he is at home resting and healing is a major, major accomplishment and, and a miracle and just saying thank you Lord that that happened. Thank you God that he's at home resting with his family. More and more documents were found at President Biden's home um, in his garage. Um, I don't know what's wrong with these presidents because he had Trump. He was trying to seem like he was trying to write a book with all the documents that was found at his house. And now President Biden has uh, documents found at his house. So I don't know why these people think that it's okay to take these government official documents away from the House, White House, and take them home. What are you trying to do with them? Why are you storing them in your home? I don't get it. Uh, don't know what the legal ramifications are going to be because of that, but we'll see soon to find out. There was a lot going on at the Biden house because apparently the First Lady Jill Biden, she had a cancerous um, lesion removed from her body over the weekend. 
Yes. So between the documents of, of her husband and her medical situation, there was a lot going on at the Biden house. So uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, Keenan Anderson. I'm sure you all seen the video footage. Black man who was um, tasered by the LAPD and died because of the taser, tasing situation. Um, I don't know exactly why they stopped him or what was going on. He appeared to have his hands up. I don't think he was trying to run or resist arrest. But the fact that they tased this man, it felt like they had to keep tasing him and tasing him and tasing him. Usually, one once you tase somebody, that's enough to um, subdue them and get them in cuffs, and they're, and, they're, and they're no longer a threat. But the fact that they felt like they had to keep tasing him to the point where it, call, it caused him to die. He was unarmed. He wasn't running. I don't think he was resisting arrest. He was trying. What I saw in the video footage, he had his hands up, and the fact that it's another situation in the LAPD and an unarmed black man. 1991, they beat Rodney King within an inch of his life, and all of them got acquitted. So here we are, MLK Day, and we're still fighting things like this in this country. So he was um his he was the cousin, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Black Lives Matter. Um, he was the cousin of that. He was they were cousins. So um don't know exactly what's gonna come of that, but he was tasered to death. Just saying, if Keenan Anderson had been a white guy named Dylan or Matt, would this would this have happened? It's just one of those questions that we have to keep asking in this country because if that was a white guy named Matt or Dylan in a similar situation, would you have tased him that many times? That's just America. And another sickening thing that I saw was this footage of this store owner in San Francisco. San Francisco has a homeless problem. They have a major homeless problem in San Francisco. But the fact that this store owner took it upon himself to go out there and spray water from a water hose on a human being, it's just, it's, it's, it's appalling, it's sickening, and that's blatantly assaulting someone. Because you don't want them in front of your store, so you feel like you have the right and the privilege and the entitlement to take water and spray it on them like they're a piece of trash. It's a human being. It's a human being, man. It's just sickening. And I hope that I'm glad someone caught the footage of that. And if you saw the footage, it's just you saw the entitlement, the the the, the smirk, that was just the, the privilege all over him. You saw everything right there. I'm gonna spray you with water. You're gonna get from in front of my store. It's just it's disgusting, man. It's disgusting. And I'm hoping that. Whoever that person was that was getting sprayed by that water, I hope they go to the police and I hope they press charges against that store owner because it's just ridiculous. You should, I don't care if they are homeless. I don't care if that is your property. You don't spray people with water. That's not that, that, that's that's just not called for. That's not cool. And I hope that person did is press charge. They press charges against that person because that's just not cool. You don't do that. Um, I wanted to say rest in peace to um. Charles White, 1979 Heisman winner with the U.S. Trojans. He's the all-time leading uh, leading rusher. He passed away from cancer at the age of 64. Uh, he's a nine-year vet in the um, NFL, so he passed away, like I say, in um, 
USC running backs. It's, it's a long lineage that goes from, from Reggie Bush all the way back to um, O.J. Simpson. So he's the all-time leader rusher. So he's you know he's in a, he's definitely in a long line of great running backs to come through that Marcus Allen um, to come through that program. So he passed away at the age of 64. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to his family and um, Lisa Marie Presley daughter of um, Elvis Presley. She passed away at the age of 54. She had uh, cardiac arrest the other day, and they rushed her to the hospital. They thought they may have um, been able to uh, stabilize and keep her, but she slipped away, and she passed away at the age of 54. I believe that was their only, uh, Elvis and Priscilla, I believe that was their only daughter. Um, so, and Priscilla, uh, his wife is still alive, so Thoughts and prayers go out to her. Um, rest in peace to um, Lisa Marie President. And we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find a common ground and interest, and begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully, only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get out on Big Brown Brown, Big Kush, Big Kush. I will be posting this to Anchor Podcast as well as to my Twitter page and to my Facebook page. People, please go get vaccinated. If you have not done so, people, please go get the booster shot. Happy MLK MLK Day to all. Stay safe, and I will get at you guys later on. Until then, have a good one. Peace.